0: And so another season of Piers, Liam, with Johnny Mac, Mr. Jesulinko, and Dr. Adrian Warman, and a side of technology and culture and innovation. What's interesting people doing interesting things like Colossus? Yeah, Colossus.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I can use the plural now. And more will be revealed on that later on right. the show But welcome <laughs> Have you got news to us To Hursley FM Season 2 Awesome uh, We are so, we are literally sitting with joy to be back um, Firstly, perhaps, is to take the opportunity to introduce the crew The legends uh,
2: Firstly, um, the Doctor Hi everybody, I'm Adrian Warman and tell us a bit about yourself, Adrian. Um, I've got a slightly different role compared with um, the previous season. I now work for uh, Cloud Data Services, um, based in uh, Bristol. Ooh. Uh, part of the cloud and acquisition. So I'm working on cloud technologies and information development and knowledge transfer and all that good stuff. That was awesome. And, um, and well, <laughs> kind of the <laughs>
1: end. I'm it. just, just waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> Codename Silverback. Here he is. the man. He is the the man. Uh, introduce yourself, fella. Hello. I'm John
0: <laughs> McNebar, uh, one of the senior Adventures Lab, and I work in messaging. Yeah. Even the chair was surprised to hear that. Always <laughs> <laughs> just unhappy for some
1: reason. It's just... I'm actually quite envious of your job, because you do get to do some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm Jez Kelway, but I am a development manager in... Um, IBM integration bus on cloud technology so I also have um, transitioned to working more directly Golly. with cloud technologies okay. and it is very exciting because oh, we we've talked about like integration technologies and mm-hmm. the plumbing behind all the systems and the secret stuff that you don't know you're using when you're a consumer yeah. and um, and we're going to be doing some some playing about in the cloud but maybe we'll talk a, a little bit more in detail as that becomes uh, publicly shareable. It's all a bit story. secret squirrel. It is secret, isn't it? It is squirrel. We're up to stuff. Yes. behind That's the awesome. scenes. So we're um, we're back. We're we're very pleased to be back. Um, and one of the things that we did regularly in season one, which was quite popular, was quick technology news. Now we're going to go snap quick this week. Mm, yes, we're going to snap quick. And I believe Johnny Mac has something to share. With I
0: have. You. Uh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I will say one well, of my favourite subjects uh, drugs, but it's not. <laughs> it's actually gaming, uh, but drugs that have done that. But uh, yeah, a story about how uh, how drugs, doping, is being used for competitive games. From, really? Yes, yes, oh, indeed. God. I know. Well, so uh, big game tournaments, they can bring in $500,000. Probably, I it's know. Very high reward gaming game.
1: Well, if you win it, if you win it, because mm. I'd imagine the revenue for other things decreases dramatically. Yes,
0: mm. yeah, yes, true. Um, so, in order to up their game, boom boom, um, people are taking something called Adderall, which apparently increases their reflexes. Is that the um, the ADD? Drug? I think it is. Mm. Yes, I but think if it is. you're an adult, it has the opposite effect.
1: Does it really? Yeah, I've heard, I think it. I saw a TV show uh, and I think it was maybe Desperate Housewives or something I won't, I won't go into the details as to how I got to be or watching, while that watching show. it. show you're watching it yes <laughs> 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 I won't go into the details it's, it's just not safe for work really I understand. But, um, but yeah and, and uh, I think one of the um, one oh. of the housewives took some Adderall and, and cleaned the entire house in like 30 minutes and just oh. had the most productive day ever and I think it was for a while it was being um, mooted that allegedly it was um, really? it was being used by parents rather than the children that it was meant to help. It doesn't surprise Looks, me. No. But it does remind me of a. Um, I used to go. I used to play online gaming back in the days of dial-up modems and all oh. that. So we used to go to places to play, like where they had a land network, and we were we were at a Newbury Racecourse, uh, which is in the UK um and it's just up the road and they basically hired the whole place for this massive network gaming session it was brilliant and we were all fired up we'd been in me and my mate tony had been in online tournaments and we were like oh let's go and we got there and we set up um and i think we consider ourselves geeks at that point in time but um we knew nothing uh-huh. mm. we knew yeah. nothing it, it was brilliant event we had so much fun it, like sleeping in cars because you, you you know you, just sort of crashed out in the car park every night brilliant um, but we walked into the big sort of communal kitchen area to see two blokes eating instant coffee oh legends! <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. why we thought well, we, we did do this that, and we're getting amped we're getting amped for our next round and they would—they really? wanted the fast twitch of as much caffeine as they could possibly
0: take. Wow! On it. And they decided they were going to eat instant coffee. they were coffee on the gold were they? they? they were on the,
1: they were on the Nest Cafe. and they're like the catering-sized tins oh my as well. God. It was absolutely—I was just—I like, I knew nothing. So it's funny you mentioned gaming because um, I made—I made the leap. I bought a PS4. Good man, I did. Wow. I'm really, really pleased with it. Yeah. It is brilliant. It was—it's—it's a, a, it's similar enough to the Xbox that there wasn't really a culture shift. Yeah, um, but. Really, by the time I got round to it, um, the culture shift was that none of my mates were on Xbox anymore, so I yeah. shifted over. But brilliant! I there's a nice sort of semi-independent gaming community knocking around. There's a couple of games that have popped up: um, uh, Rocket Football, whatever it's called, Rocket League. Rocket League. I play
0: that. It's a great game. Johnny
1: Mac has one. We've yet to meet up online. Oh my God. John's PS4 is usually taken up with his <laughs> daughters playing Lego. But, like a Batman. But, <laughs> no. um, but, yeah, Rocket League is good fun. But that's quite a nice in, indie game, isn't it? It it's is. Quite awesome. And some AAA titles I've been playing now. Payday 2, which yeah. is awesome. And, um, what's the Old Diablo 3. Okay. With Look all like the that. expansions. Okay. All the expansions. So you're going to have to repurchase all the games from Xbox for that? Uh, No, because, I mean, gaming, they have a a sort of sell-by date, I think, games, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's so much, I'm still, I'm desperate to play the Division Tom Clancy, the new Tom Clancy game. That's going to be soon, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's been, it was soon, and then it was less soon, and now it's March next year, but they're looking at the playable, they're going to have a playable demo, um, not at E3, at the the other big one in October, the next big gaming convention, they're going to have a playable demo which will be awesome Um, but I'm very excited about that
0: the thing is I wasn't too minds mind about this sort of thing when when people when when games houses delayed the 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 deadlines because because everyone (laughs) because of the (laughs) wonderful things they (laughs) do because you kind of got when Battlefield 4 came out and for the first few weeks, it was just unplayable online. There's loads of rubber banding, <coughs> remember that? You'd you best be running along. Oh, least, yeah. And you go, dying It's going to be back by back. You're back, trying back, to shoot and someone. It and, it and you're like, hang on, what would they go? Oh, well, God, they're back like again. Predator-esque, they would vanish, and then <laughs> reappear, <laughs> reappear behind you. Stabbing. <laughs> so, uh, which I, I hated that. But then they brought that game out before it was ready. But then with Hardline... They pushed it back by six months. See,
1: I think that's the way forward. It right? is. I, think it's I, the way forward. I had
0: to put back my, cause I really wanted to play it, but I had to put back my, I had to delay gratification until they came out. No. It's that thing, isn't it? Because we're, we're getting into
1: continuous delivery. Uh, um, we could maybe talk about that if people—if it doesn't put people to sleep you know, in a future edition. But it's that concept of where is the line where it's critically important to get c- consumer feedback, yeah. but you know it's not ready yet. you kind yeah. of like, but we want it to be really perfect for the community so when is it good enough that it can go out Mm. and then but yet not entirely finished because you want you need people's input as to where they want it to go like
0: downloadable content for games isn't it yeah it's almost like microservices
1: without having to spend extra money on dlc yeah
0: that's the thing you always wonder don't you if you're buying it like on a disc that's the game whereas with like Destiny you you buy the game and then, and then there's a 10 gig and download some, Yeah, and there's some and there's more and there's some more and there's some
1: more, play, and more yeah, yeah I,
0: again and the, the, the gaming community
1: is quite rife with stuff like that yeah. you know it's like everyone's saying there's no way I'm never doing it again I'm never paying before it's arrived I'm never like pre-ordering ever again and then literally yeah. until the next brilliant game that's coming out and then I'm going to pre-order that Star Wars Battlefront <clears> oh, <throat> oh that looks good
0: <laughs> just well, they're not even it? thinking about it. Yes, it's meant to be December, isn't it? It comes it's out December, yeah, yeah it's release. Please, please, someone's listening. Yeah, don't mess it up. Don't destroy it, and don't give us like one planet and then go all the rest way down all the content. Another fifty quid. Yeah, please don't do that.
1: Yeah, please. that can be.
0: That DLC needs to be earned.
1: It does, of course. It, it does. does. So yeah, so that was my technology news. I'm very pleased with the PS4. So um, cool. doc.
2: Mm. So I've been keeping an eye on, on various bits of news, and one that really caught my eye, and I thought it was particularly interesting for uh, the, the world of technology and where we are today, it was a uh, Kickstarter campaign. And this is a Kickstarter campaign to bring Neil Armstrong's moon suit out of storage and uh, basically... Uh, give it some extra protection uh, to preserve it, and uh, put it on display as a permanent exhibit at the Smithsonian over in the yeah, States. There we go. Well, so um, the really good news was that the uh, the target was to um, get uh, $500,000 of promised funding. Mm-hmm. Um, they've still got about 22 days to go as we record this, and in fact they've hit that target. It's uh, just over $520,000. So the Neil Armstrong suit will be going into the Sweet. Um, but even better, they've actually given themselves an advanced target of seven hundred thousand dollars to also bring yeah. in Alan Shepard's spacesuit. Now he was one of the first people to orbit the Earth. Yeah. Oh, Earth. I think Yuri Gagarin. Was Correct. Yes. 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 Oh, so I'm good. Well done. Yeah. Mother. So I think that's really, really good, uh, and it was particularly imper- uh, particularly relevant, uh, given that 1969 was uh, the date of the moon landing. Uh, so we're coming up pretty close, 19, uh, 2019, for the 50th anniversary oh, wow. of landing on the moon. So awesome. with a bit of luck, it's going to be in place yeah. in Smithsonian in time for that.
1: Oh, that would be brilliant. I'm, I'm pleased about that. I'm a bit yeah. sort of disappointed that it's not happened already. Yeah. It's one of those yeah. things. And I've, you mentioned um, they're going to sort of, like, what, you were saying... You, to preserve Yeah, preservation. Is there a spraying pledge on it or what, what does that? What does that I mean? I think so. Because <laughs> you know that that would work for me. I
2: think, a bit so. of so. um, I think so. It's quite interesting actually. If you get onto the Kickstarter <clears> website, they will they, they say a few more details. But for example, um, some of the, the patches of the United States flag. The colours have faded because of exposure, and also uh, the actual boots, which are still attached to the suit, they've got, they've still got actual moon dust (gasps) attached to the fibres. Oh, and fantastic. there was a fantastic quote on the Kickstarter <laughs> site, which basically said that the suit was designed to keep him alive while he was on the moon. Yeah, it wasn't designed to be kept intact for fifty hundred years. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. we
1: need to recreate
2: the conditions of the moon
1: in the Smithsonian. Perfect.
2: In fact,
1: what yes. could go wrong? There's nothing can go wrong. There. Nothing could go wrong There's with that at all. I don't think so. That is brilliant. Yeah. Oh, always bringing the interesting yeah. stuff. Thank mm-hmm. you, Adrian that's fantastic so <clears throat> now then um, in season one we had our listener and we referenced that listener a lot we did and um, it, you know at lopter <laughs>
0: well it appears it. that our
1: demographic <laughs> has increased by 200% no way seriously are you listening as well <laughs> when we go public that's going to be amazing <laughs> So we mentioned we mentioned Andy yeah. Taylor before, but Jeez. somebody has appeared on hers the FM radar at Lopter. Mm. Um, with happen? some actual direct feedback, which yeah. we think paves the way for the future. Yeah, give us a reason to live. Mm. And um, and you know, in fairness, you know there are other people who have occasionally half listened to it. Of course. Um, that I can't really count them as listeners as regulars I don't know but don't we, know have we have had feedback Johnny's mum yeah John's mum <laughs> she yeah. loves this so John's mum said me. I love the interview bits <laughs> you should do more of that you should do yeah. less of it John's um, sure. and, so, and, and the technology news but we, we wanted to sort of um, make it perhaps a little bit more socially interactive mm. um, so we, the idea is that we're going to try and, and say who in season 2 we're going to be interviewing in advance and solicit questions um, and it could be anything you want any questions you want. Um, but, you know, whatever you feel like, whatever questions you've got, we're interested in knowing what you're interested in knowing so that we can then go and get that information. So um, we can't do that this week, obviously. Um, so in instead... What we're going to do is we're going to we're going to (laughs) interview about a project um, over the over the summer months, and it is it is so cool. It's It's so cool. It's so cool. cool. That's how awesome it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, I introduce you to Johnny the Silverback (laughs) (laughs) McNabara.
0: Welcome to Hursley FM. You. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, oh, Thank you very much for inviting me. First thing is you're in my
1: room. <laughs> <laughs> much You imply know you 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 that we just arrived and then demand your time.
2: At the okay, so the project is entitled to the edge of space. It is. Um, quick summary, elevator style pitch. All right. What is this project? Okay,
0: about? so uh, the project was to launch a probe into space and then send back telemetry and effectively change the conditions of the innovation centre in Galileo, which is in Hursley. Uh, so uh, wonderful things occur. When the probe turns towards the sun and the light hits the sensors, all the lights would come on and glow a nice orange in the innovation centre. If it turned away, they go dark into a blue colour. As a probe moved around, the floor would move around. And so we did instant telemetry there in real time, showing what the probe is doing and seeing. So to change the conditions in real time of the innovation centre via the space probe, um, with a Raspberry Pi, Bluemix, messaging technologies and Internet of Things, uh, which are all in the cloud, and effectively, we completed this project in the same amount of time you would get a free trial. So you can nip on and do exactly the same thing that we did for
2: a few hundred quid, which is just the components of the box. At the risk of it being a little bit of a spoiler, I think we can safely say that the mission was successful. Because, mm. as I sit in your room, yes. right next to me is the space vehicle itself. We were very fortunate. That's so we good. used up, basically, I used up all of my luck in one go. Because
0: mm. it ascended 20 miles. It did what it said in the tin. Um,
2: it, um, mm. 20, to 20 miles is really high. That's it is. High. It's, you, it's you it are is really looking at the curvature of the Earth. Oh, gosh, yeah. I, so, I was watching the tweets. I've I got, I
1: got to jump out. I was watching the tweets, yeah. and you could see the curvature of the yeah. Earth quite... Quite mm. prominently, oh, yeah. in yeah.
0: the background of what it was actually. Yeah. Showing. So the the idea was you could tweet to the probe, and it would show your tweet on the screen, mm. and then you've got a curvature of the Earth behind it. So you have a really nice picture to put on your wall, which will be a really nice giveaway for people. So you've know, their tweet on the screen, the curvature. Yeah. Be quite cool. Um, Sponsorship deals. Sp- oh, now you're talking. <laughs> uh, that's that's <laughs> the next one, I think. Um, so we did that. Went up. But what wasn't intentional was that the, that the parachute failed to deploy. So it basically fell 20 miles straight down. I realised something was wrong because we were, we were monitoring the tracker. And in fact, there were loads of radio enthusiasts all around the UK monitoring radio frequencies are picked up on this object... Which was scudding towards <laughs> Cambridge from space at <laughs> <laughs> 20, 20 metres per in. second. Yeah, uh, um. yeah, <laughs> <the pulse>. <laughs> Who is responsible for this? Mr. Bond. <laughs> I want one million pounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or I'll drop a box on you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, we, we noticed something was wrong when it came down. Rather than the one metre per second, yeah. 20 metres per second. Yeah, so. And they kind of thought, that's not good. Yeah. And then we discovered as well that the trajectory had changed because the parachute wasn't there to, check, to, oh, to, to course, affect it yes, yes. and it was heading straight for the middle of a lake oh, so we wow. kind of thought even if it somehow survives it smashing high. into the ground yeah, from yeah. 20 miles up, it's going to be the middle of a lake so everything, all of the, the fun stuff all the photos and the tweets would be, we couldn't get this back but as luck would have it about 3 metres off the ground, the cords that were meant to deploy fully the parachute, snagged on a branch before it hit the lake bounced it back up (laughs) into the trees and so 10 miles (laughs) (laughs) so catapulted it back and there were (laughs) lovely pictures that Pikeham was taking because it was Mm. still survived of this thing whirling around this tree branch (laughs) yeah Uh, and then they they found it uh, like 3 metres up in a tree just dangling brilliant Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, oh yeah,
2: yeah. Did you have to file a flight plan for it to go up and Yes, we did. (laughs) Thank you for asking. This year you were very supportive.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes, so uh, we had a number of. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> deep us, John, for us, we had locations, and uh, one of the locations that was actually uh, was allowed to permitted was um, in the middle of the New Forest, uh, uh, and we had a flight window of four thirty a.m. to five thirty. is tricky because it's about two hours' work actually putting this thing together before it launches. So about a two a.m. start in the middle of the New Forest, and I popped down there to have a quick look at our launch site, and it was a field. For full of bulls and cows and sheep. Uh, so we thought, well, when we trot over there with our massive jeep and start unloading stuff, it might cause a bit of havoc. But also, as well, the extra condition was that uh, the wind had to be blowing in uh, uh, a non-easterly and non-southerly direction, and also obviously couldn't go towards Bournemouth to the west either, mm. which limited our options really in terms of the direction mm. the wind could go. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they're quite rightly a little bit concerned about know, it being sucked into a jet engine. Um, That's just political correctness. Day, <laughs> <though>. <laughs> exactly. Safety the nanny state. Yeah, But because I'm so paranoid about everything... Uh, while the guys were, were giving us this information from CAA, I was in contact with the awesome UK Haas community in Churchill College in Cambridge and they do rockets and things from that site and they've got a rolling agreement with the CAA mm-hmm. that they give a note of, which is to airmen uh, I think they get a, a very uh, they get an immediate window for launch and they can launch stuff so for the price of a curry, which was the bargaining price um, they very kindly let us launch from that and helped us launch as well wow.
1: Ah, right. Yeah, so that was That's quite nice, very useful people to know. They mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They follow a similar um, similar pricing policy to Cloudant. <laughs> <laughs> Cloudant team often
0: work <laughs> under the same kind of fueling. Yeah. So, no. This was done as a joint venture. It was done with Imperial College, so um, a number of things folded into place. I had an idea for a, a bucket list tick box I wanted to tick, which has sent into space. Um, Imperial College I was introduced introduced to via Ash Trage and they were looking for a project over the summer and so we pitched our project to them and they went yeah, space great and of course there's lots of applications for the technology such as immersive education so if you can imagine when you know uh, 20 years ago I was watching the spatial takeoff. if you could be in a room where you could feel the vibrations and the sound and everything. What, what an immersive experience that would be for anyone watching you take off. And also, um, if you would have put tracks on that thing and send it, say, in the event of an earthquake, send it below ground for the survivors, the emergency teams could acclimatise in a room somewhere to the conditions that probes discovered before getting down there, which is only a good thing. So loads of applications that were keen on that, and they jumped on board and they god they were they were absolutely fantastic they worked they worked so hard to get this done um and i must admit when they presented to their to their year their tutors they got a massive stunning ovation from yeah. everyone in the room well, it's, it's, quite it's quite so it. it's
1: so impressive and it is dare i say it it's quite a cool thing about working for where we work yeah mm-hmm. because you, you sort of can things. go and get stuck in some outreach stuff in yeah. I just thought it was brilliant I was following the tweets and following oh. the Facebook updates and it was
0: just so oh, yeah. presumably you have plans for the future next up you remember ORAC from Blake 7 oh yes <laughs> so the creation <laughs> of an ORAC front end to Watson oh <gasps> nice. oh yeah so it's uh, so the idea is to have an 8x8x8 eight by eight by eight LED cube, yeah. Yeah. which will create effectively 3D images within it because it can do. Yeah, yeah. Controlled by Raspberry Pi using messaging. So each LED is effectively a mesh topic, mm-hmm. which would be an amazing way of viewing messaging in, in reality. We could ask at things saying, what's weather like in Winchester? And you come up with an actual animation three D of the weather in Winchester. Oh. Or you using the other service what so which is to measure someone's mood based on their tweets or not or whatever they've been they've been writing and say, Well, he's feeling happy or sad like, smiley face, sad face. Or to do whatever you want, any visualization you could do with Watson could be replicated in three D in the cube. That is, that's awesome. We need, we need. Have, have we had anyone come in and talk about Watson? Well,
1: we could, we could, um, we could extend our influence and using the. You know, the currency a of dry, curry. We schedule. could try and yeah. get somebody in to talk about Watson because I've I've heard a few things which I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pre-reveal, mm. but I was involved in some university actually doing Ooh. my side of the table, so helping people prepare for interviews That's and sweet. group exercise and things, which you know lots of students haven't had experience of, mm. and um and that was run by um the the legendary Matt Whitbourne, um, oh yeah, who is I believe uh, the product line manager for for Watson mm. certainly in the UK. He would mm. be very interesting let's topic. get it down, maybe yeah. him and Dale could come in and tell us a little yeah. bit about because it. it's fascinating technology yeah. and I'm not going pre-announce any other things about that because I think it's a really good idea and I don't want to yeah. don't want to do ruin any big reveals no so you sound like you enjoyed the project it sounded like loads of fun it,
0: yeah absolutely was and the probe itself will be featured in a place in the Hersey Museum. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, is certainly. there a
1: Kickstarter fund to keep
0: um, it <laughs> from going <laughs> <That's> off? <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Just to moisten the gaffer tape. <laughs> <that's honestly. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've had a pound for every time I've heard uh, that. Yeah. But oh, uh, people to thank Mark Bernard videographer extraordinaire Steve Upton went up there took them through microservices and Blue Mix and messaging and IoT cool. uh, Matt Whitehead took them through um, Node Red and messaging so tons of people here got involved as well to support it as well Ash Trege for making the introduction as well Fantastic. and of course everyone here for supporting it which is just fun. yes absolutely well it was great fun to watch so thank
1: you very much yeah, John for, thank for, for pleasure. coming in. Pleasure. Thanks, thanks for coming in All right. I appreciate it uh, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll just move it to the left shall yes, I <laughs> yeah. so
1: so um, Season two, we can we can close because we're, we're yeah. kind of um, we close So we're going to continue with Tech News. absolutely. Um, and we're also gonna we're going to focus heavily on the interview. But we'd like to focus a little bit more on how people perceive us. It would open the door for asking maybe some people from other areas of IBM how they perceive what we are, who we are, and what we get up to. So uh, we're going to have some standardized questions associated with that. Um, and we're going to go for having three. Three definitely asked questions per interview. One of which is going to be, "How did you put it,
2: Adrian?" If wh- 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 whoever we're talking to, we are basically ask them something along the lines of, "If you could wave a magic wand." What would you like the people you work with, Mm -hmm. as in the the lab people, to do differently or to do better or to do more of? Yeah, it's an open question. Very definitely.
1: The other thing we're going to do is we're going to try and ask a question on your behalf. And and we're given two listeners now. We can Mm. use the collective inundated inundated with questions. But if we publish in advance on our Twitter Mm -hmm. idea, which is Mm -hmm. at Horsley FM. It is. We'll put out a tweet saying who's going to be next on the show. Yeah. Right? And then you could have a thing, you know, and then a basic idea of what they do and what we might talk about. But what would you like to ask them? Mm. And we'll try, well, we, we will include one of those questions um, at some point. Yeah. And if, it has, we, if it's come via Twitter, we'll reference the Twitter handle. So I think yeah. that, I think that about covers it for this, so. for this one, doesn't it? I think so. Wonderful. It's an absolute pleasure to be back. Thank you very much for listening. Um, I don't have a call sign, so I'm just going to say it's goodbye from the Silverback and friends.
0: Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> 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 Johnny Mac, Mr. Lincoln, and Dr.
1: Adrian Warman, best riding technology
0: like a colossus. It's Hursley FM.